0: And now, from high atop the Camelback Towers in Scottsdale, from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, a man whose life revolves around his family, sports, grilling, and bad jokes, your host of the Dad Podcast, talking all things Dad, here's Chris Brewer.
1: All right, another Thursday, another, another Dad Podcast. It's been a good week. Been a, been a good week for you guys. Chris Sean Absolutely.
2: Yes.
1: Robin.
3: Yeah. I'm, yeah. Here, I'm here with you guys. Jason will
1: be joining us uh any minute. He was getting uh, some Chinese food delivered and just fouled up the timing, but he he'll, he'll, he'll get here. Um
3: Hey, why didn't he share any with us?
1: Uh, that, that's a good that's a good question. Uh and another good question is why was Jason ordering Chinese food right when the uh Show is about to start, but we we well, can we can get he, in get into that.
4: He had to go to another false address because the 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 business that was delivering it wouldn't, wouldn't
1: bring <laughs> it, it where he's at. Yes, he had to go across the street. <laughs> uh, another guy that should have been here. Uh, this, is, this is a pretty good story because uh, this just happened this past week, so. I've been having some computer problems, and so I went to, I went to Best Buy because they've got that, uh, what is it, the Geek, geek Squad that fixes your, fixes your computer. So I bring my laptop in to Best Buy, and I, and I go up to the, to the Geek Squad desk, and I'm like, hey, I'm uh, having some issues with my laptop. He's like, oh, okay. And and, uh, and I'm, I'm asking, like, what's what's the turnaround going to be on this? Because it, it's important. I need it. And he's like, okay, I, I understand. Why, why do you, you know, is it is it for work or something like that? I said, actually, uh, I've been doing this uh, podcast for the past, oh, about, about two months. He's like, no way. I'm like, yeah. And um, he's like, what is it? And I said, well, it's, a, it's called the dad podcast. And we talk da- dad stuff. And then he cuts me off. He's like... I've been listening to that. No way. And I'm like, no way. And he said, I actually have a good friend who's also listening to it. And I know you've been struggling with, with the celebrity guest. He's, he brought up Corbin Burnson and whatnot. And he said, I know he'd want to be on the show. So I'm like, that would be awesome. Can you line that up? And he said, I I definitely will. So we exchanged some information. And then like two days ago, he calls me. He's like, it was all lined up, Chris. He was ready to go. Uh, But now he's having uh, computer issues.
3: And I'm like, "Ah,
1: (laughs) you've got to be kidding me because he'd have he'd have to zoom in. Like you guys do on, on the show. They, I'm like, hey, wait
3: a minute, that brings up a, a good point. They don't have to zoom in, they could come in. So we need to ask these they boys could. we could ask these boys on Zoom what their excuse is. They live here, so why aren't they here?
1: They they could. Uh and and maybe we'll have them in like like this this guest that, that I'm talking about right now, and I'm like, Oh man, computer problems. We, we we've all been there. And so he was ha- he's having laptop issues and and I'm having laptop issues. Guys, we we were supposed to have Hunter Biden on today. No. Yes. <laughs> we were supposed to have him on, but I get it because you know what's what could be on your computer. There's there's business transactions, there's there's pictures of when you you were on a on a trip. And these are, you know, meaningful pictures. There's stuff that maybe you've done with your dad could be on on that stuff. So I totally get it, and hopefully he could get those issues worked out soon. I'm just I'm surprised I didn't hear about it more on the news, but uh, you know, hopefully hopefully he can get that stuff worked out, and then we could have Hunter. Uh, On on the show. I mean, he's a son. He's got he's got a dad. And and I'm sure there's some some great stories there. So we'll we will one day get our celebrity guest in here. Darn it. Jason, are you are you joining us? I'm here. You're here. You got your Chinese food. The delivery (laughs) came in. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. So good right
3: now. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Jeez, thanks. I haven't had lunch yet i got to wait till we're done before I can uh, eat. Is he eating on camera? No. Good. This way I don't have to see it or hear it. No, exactly. My tummy's grumbling enough, boys.
1: Jason, real quick, before I get into something I want to talk about with my, my week, uh, you were in Vegas last week. Yeah. How was, uh, was it? Was
0: Hunter already here? Did you guys already interview Hunter? Or-
1: he was not able to join us. He's, he's, having, he's having some laptop issues yeah again could have used his phone i guess but again vegas
0: was super cool it was uh memorable and something that was you know outside of my normal comfort zone of vegas stuff so we went to that rise festival with uh one of my one of my sons and his girlfriend and it was super fun
1: so what is i know you talked about it a little bit like two weeks ago what is the rise festival
0: so it's in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the desert at a dry lake bed and uh they give you there's thousands of people that come in and there's musicians that are on a stage and they play like cool inspirational music and then they give you these those big chinese lanterns to each person and then you can write messages on those um about family or inspiration or what's important or leave them blank or be funny or whatever and then you release those things throughout the night and it was cool. They had food trucks there and they had beers there and it was just a cool place to hang out and be in the middle of nowhere and watch these glowing lights go away.
1: That That is awesome. What a, what a cool, what a cool memory. Like how did that, do you know how that started? Is there a significance uh, no.
0: behind it? No, I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. I'm okay. sure there's something behind it. Probably peyote driven. <laughs>
1: Gotcha. okay that that's that's really cool um, so last week, I know you missed last week, but last week uh I talked about my dad a little bit, and i I was going to bring this up, but it, it's been it's been on my mind uh, really for months, and so it's funny that you that you mentioned this this great um uh, uh, thing that you just did with, with, with your family. So what I've been thinking about for months is how quickly our kids grow up and it just goes by so fast. And so I've got two who were in sixth grade. They're now, they've now started seventh grade. And all summer, I was thinking, this is it. Once the summer's over and they start junior high, childhood with them is is done. Because uh, it just changes. We, we know this. Once you start junior high, it just changes. Um, and so I even caught myself this summer. I'm, I'm watching the kids swimming. And I just started crying because I was like, this is... This is it that when they when they play in the pool next summer, it's just it's going to be different. Uh, the sounds are going to be different. What they're talking about is going to be different. Uh, the way they tease each other is going to be different. And maybe that's why I, I, I was a little bit more emotional uh, on my dad's anniversary last week, because I, I know. Uh, a chapter of my life is ending with watching them be be children, and I still I get glimpses. Like Sam says, he doesn't play Legos anymore, but I'll go up in his room and I'll still catch him playing Legos. Uh, but that innocence is starting to go away, and I I even recall. Mackenzie, who's now a senior uh, in high school, I still remember uh, she, she jumped off the deck to me in Lake Tahoe. This was about four years ago, and she, ju- she jumped towards me, and I'll never forget the look in her eyes. So she was about their age, and she's looking right at me with this huge smile on her face. And that was about the last time I ever saw that, that truly innocent look on her face. And then it slowly, go, slowly goes away, or really quickly goes away. And before you know it, they're not asking you to play catch anymore. And it's hard. Like, parenting is the most amazing thing but man, it could be heartbreaking at the same time. Because now, like, they used to be, they used to think we were kings. Or if you're the mom, a, a queen. And now that junior high has started, or adolescence has started, you get the eye roll, you get the questioning, why, uh, you get the talk back, and it's like, "Come on, two years ago, you thought I was the greatest person in the world, and now I can't even recommend a movie, and you're going to be like, "Ah, oh, that's stupid so
3: but it all comes back around and, and, and it that, does
1: and that's what I've been told really by everybody, but in the moment, it's like man it can it could it could be." Such a roller coaster of emotions. Now, Jason, your kids are older. So, to, to Robin's point, when did it start coming back around? Well, I it? think
0: um, there's a lot of um, what you said to unravel in there. I could talk about this for an hour, so I'll try to keep it brief. Some of my big thoughts, one of, my, one of the things when I became a dad that my dad told me was try to give up 5% of control a year. And I think that's one of the best tips I ever got. So when your kids are zero years old, you have 100% of control over everything that they do. And then you give up 5% of control a year. And then when they turn 20 years old, you shouldn't have any control over what they do. Now they still probably live under your roof and you treat them as if you would you know, a roommate or a tenant. So obviously you wouldn't let them do certain things under your house, but it's up to them if they want to do those things. But here are the rules for living at our house. So I try to live by that rule. And then another one that I like a lot is as kids get older, you do less and you worry more as a parent because they're away from you more. So your kids start driving and you worry a ton more because you don't know what they are and they have the super dangerous, you know, ability to get really hurt. As far as what you what you asked me when it comes around again, I think for each kid, it's different. I think the rebellious stage is their job when they're an older teenager and it just gets worse and worse and more and more. But in your head, if you can think about the physiology of why that's happening, that's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. And it means they're growing up to do what they're supposed to do. They just continue to be more and more independent. And I think one of the big stages is as hard as it is, when they do end up moving out, they get more appreciation for who you are and they get more respect for the values that you, you instilled in them. Whether they follow them or not, they kind of, they kind of come around at that point.
1: No, that's actually, that's actually a great point because I know, like I wanted to go away to school I wanted to go out of state for college because I wanted to I don't know, I wanted to, to, to leave the nest and, and discover myself and or, or whatever. But man, when I went to when I went to college in Colorado and I saw everybody around me in the dorms, I do remember thinking, man, I was lucky to have such good parents. And So, yeah, when I went away, that's probably when that turnaround uh, started. Sean, it's probably different for you because you still live in your parents' basement and have have never left. I think your dad's right there in the... No, I'm joking. What... Sean, you've got... I'm just. Really like, i know I know it wasn't I know
2: how to respond to it. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: Sean. How how old your your oldest is? How old?
2: Same as yours, a senior. and yeah. I've got a senior in a freshman. And uh, and, and um, to hit on uh, Jason's point, um, Jason, I I've never heard that uh, um that, that thought process of your dad's, and I love it. I do Five percent a year. I, I think that's really cool. Um,
1: see, I took the um, wrong route.
2: You should have there. told me that 18 years ago. Yeah. Very much, but uh, a little late now. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I'm, i I think that, uh, Chris, you and I are probably, uh, managing a, a lot of the same emotions and, um, kids being angry at us slash dissatisfied with us when all we're trying to do is yes, make them happy. And, um, uh, but, um, Again, to Jason's point, like
4: that's kind of their job
2: right now, um, and it's and it's what they do. And whenever I talk to people about it, it, sounds like you've got some teenagers. So it's not like it's out of the norm, right? Uh, and I absolutely, uh, you know, cross my fingers. Do look forward to the time that uh, they do come home from school and actually want to hang out and, um be quote-unquote friends, you know?
1: Because I know, Um, like, when they were younger to something you were just talking about, Sean, like, we could have, you know, we'll go swimming, then maybe we'll go get an ice cream cone, and then we'll play catch, and then we'll watch a movie, and we'll have pizza, and they'll go to bed, and it's like, ah, this was was a great day. Thanks, Dad. And now it's like... (laughs) we'll go swimming, we'll have ice cream, we'll have pizza, but I'll say no to the movie they want to watch, and then it's like, this day stinks. <laughs>
0: and <laughs> to like, your point, Chris, we had like, like, a great that, day. That really comes around to when your kids are in their 20s, you find my kids ask me for advice, and you feel a lot of value in that when it's time to buy a car or when it's time to figure out which place you can afford to rent and then you you help them through those decisions and i think that goes a long way with with both sides with the parent yeah. and the kid with respect wise and that's pretty cool. My kid now, my 21 year old is trying to become a firefighter like his dad and we uh we have those conversations now all the time, which is cool. So i think at the beginning of finding your career too that your parents become important again. So they're at a point right now for both of you guys where man, they feel like there's nothing that you can provide them extre- except for restrictions. And that's just the process.
2: And what, what I will also say, Chris, is, uh, they show us what, you know, the kids show us what they want to show us as far as them wanting to develop that strength and that independence and, um, that distance from us. But I think that even with that, the, um, you know, the, the things that we do continue to say that the, the lessons that we do continue to teach them, it's important to not give up and continue continue to do that because they are still hearing it.
1: And I, I, I do. I totally agree with that.
2: Yeah. Maybe, maybe it doesn't seem like so immediately, but, um, there've been a handful of times recently that, um, uh, you know, my wife or, or gosh, me and my daughter was having a really hard time and, uh, she said something that you said to her a couple of mornings ago, and it was just like I, you know, yes. I, I thought that like again, like she wasn't paying attention. But wow, like that stuck with her. That's awesome, <laughs> you know. And, and that those things happen. So I, I think it don't uh, don't give up. Continue to parent and continue to love and continue to do what you do.
1: Chris, any any thoughts? I mean, you you're you're your boys growing up. And, and well, I, same age as same age as you know Sam Sam and Addison, and it's it's changing.
4: Yeah, like the, when you described uh, Mackenzie coming up to you and kind of giving that expression at one last time when you you caught it, and then time goes by and you realize it's not there anymore. And it it was just the kind of a changing of the guard. But for me, it's it, it's with Ben, he's twelve, so you know they say you know, preteen or whatever. For me, it's like no man's land because the innocence that's not there anymore because all I need to do is check his Spotify list and see what he's listening to. And, you know, all, all this kind of stuff where he's gone from just being, having his primary impressions from his parents and the scenarios that we put him in and provide him with to allow him to experience stuff where now he has all these different groups of people. He has interests in girls, um, you know, and, and doesn't like that whole gap between being an absolute innocent kid and being an adult. There's this long stretch where, um, you know, you get, you, you said it yourself, the eye rolls, things like that. I actually had a funny story this morning because Betsy and I were both here, um, trying to get Ben out. I was taking him to school this morning.
1: Where all the lights on
4: yes they, they were. were. <laughs> yes. thank you sir thank you yes they were and i actually turned one off as a joke <laughs> and got the look and then i flipped it back on um good stuff but i, I got that from him this morning uh he was taking a little while to, to finish up just to do basic stuff and it was quiet upstairs and i'm not saying anything yet and, you know I'm, my wife's come on down breakfast is ready and there's no response his door is open <laughs> And she says it again, and he goes, Mom, I'm doing something. And, you know, immediately I'm just like, what is this? And, you know, we kind of, Betsy and I look at each other and then say it again. And then he comes out, doesn't quite storm out, but he's visibly frustrated that he has to come downstairs to eat breakfast that was made for him, given it's putting cereal in a bowl and pouring milk over it. But still, he didn't have to do anything. And I said, "What were you doing?" He said, "Doing something for school." And I go, "If and you would have just, just said that, yes, that's all I needed to hear. Instead, you pissed me off because of your the way that you did this. Is you can avoid problems if you just say what's going on. Uh, because you know, we're just like, well, that was really rude." Um, so, you know, it's it's a difficult time. And, you know, a couple of you are veterans at it. And this is my only experience. So I'm I'm in it right now. I'm still enjoying it. But, it, you know, Chris, you, you guys have all been right. With what you've explained. Mm-hmm. And again, I think I think you need to write a book, Jason, about your philosophy that was handed down from your dad to Mm -hmm. you because i think that is solid that it came from your pops to you and now you've applied it and understand it because it does make sense when you stated it just very simply to me i'm going that's awesome that works
1: Mm -hmm. no i I think that's something i'm never going to forget like i've 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 written it down here here in the studio that that five percent that's that's brilliant
4: yeah no i agree
3: you know, I'm going to try
1: that with my wife, oh to so you you so Okay, 5%. You gotta go you gotta have another kid.
3: Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, I know I'm not a dad, okay? <laughs> I know I'm not a dad. I'm a female. But my son calls me his Matt, mom and dad. We have hmm. more of a relationship like a dad and a son. And the one thing I've learned, he's now 37. So the one thing I've learned is kind of like what you're talking about, that 5% rule I gave him so much room to be free and not have me hanging over top like a helicopter parent, but we did things all throughout his life that were more like dad and son activities, working on vehicles, racing cars. Um, now him and I as an adult, we go out shooting, we go out boating, we do things that he, if he had his dad in his life, he may be doing. But I was never comfortable being the mom. I didn't know how to be a mom. I just tried to raise a boy. And I was around men all my life. So it was kind of very familiar to me. And as I've gotten older and he's gotten older, he'll call me. And this started when he was in his 20s. He, he would call me and we'd talk about what was going on. And I wouldn't give him so much like advice on what to do. I would say, well, Jeff how do you feel about that? What do you think is the best approach? Because it's not necessarily you being the one imposing your will on your children and telling them what to do, even though we have that life experience. It's more putting it in their hands and saying, what do you think you should do? I'm your mom, I'm gonna support you. I'm your dad, I'm gonna support you, whatever decision you make, but what do you think is the right thing to do?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And when you talked about discussing it with them, it's really important that you understand, I think a lot of parents lose this. It's not your life. It's still their life. And no matter how much you want and to make the best choices for them, at the end, no matter how old they are, it's still up to them to make that choice.
3: Right. And to like Chris's an adult. point,
0: when yeah, when you talk about your son being upset and you know, that's a life lesson right there on on patience for you guys and for him. Hey man, if you learn to just communicate better people aren't going to be as frustrated and neither are you. And so even stuff like that comes back to them later on in life and they remember that stuff. And, you know, these are all just part of growing up and part of why they're, they're still living at home against their will.
1: Well, no, this, this is, as someone who's living it with the, with the 12 year olds, this is encouraging to hear like Robin and Jason who have, who have older children. And it's clear if, if you, if you do a good job they're they're go- they're going to come around, and then then you start new memories, diff- different kinds of memories. Um, so that's it's just hard in the moment, I guess. But I know I know we'll uh, we'll get through it. Uh, but it's it's hard to see that innocence uh, go away. So here was here was my thought since since the innocence of my children, except for Hudson, is starting to leave. I thought we'd talk about our own innocence our own childhood stuff and just kind of go go down memory lane because uh as my dad would say never forget where you came from so this is just never forgetting you know your roots and 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 your childhood uh so i jotted some things down and this is stuff we're actually going to learn about each other here even though we uh, i've known you guys for for forever, I'm going to learn stuff that uh, I don't know about you guys, which I think is is kind of kind of fascinating. So, first question that I thought of: What was the first big news story you remember as a kid? Don't just jump in at once. I'll give. Okay, I'll say, give you. I'll I'm give you say I'll,
0: Reagan getting shot. That's you remember sure. that? Right.
1: You do remember that. Yeah, I think so. So where were you when you saw that? Do you remember?
0: Uh, no, but I remember my parents were both super into Reagan, and, and it disturbed them, and that's probably what I remember more than him actually being being shot.
1: So do you re- do you remember actually seeing it on the news, or you just remember it because your parents were talking about it?
0: No, I—, I you know it's they've replayed it so many times at this point on the news that i have a memory of the news of it I, it was probably from when i was a a really little kid i remember that and i remember um hearing that he was probably going to die that day and then miraculously they were able to save him so that was that was a pretty that, that was a cool story i
1: the first memory i have of actually seeing the news and it was like, "Whoa, what is going on here was the uh the hostage situation on the plane uh, and i I was glued to it, and maybe that's why I decided to, that I wanted to be uh going to broadcasting i mean, i I was just glued to the hours of are they going to be able to get the hostages out of the plane and you could you could see. The, uh, uh, what do you? <laughs> the pilot. Thank you. Uh, the pilot. You could you could still see him a little bit, and I'm sitting there as a kid. I'm like, well, how, how are they eating? And I, I guess there's a bathroom in the plane. I, I was just I was just puzzled by everything that was going on, and it was the first time I heard something like hostage. Like, what's a hostage? Uh, Chris, Sean, anything come to mind?
4: I have a a different way of finding out something that wasn't necessarily a news story, but it was identifying a villain as a a kid. um, You know, someone that's being pushed as an enemy, say Cold War era, stuff like that. Um, I was, and this is ridiculous too, because this is part of being a kid. I was looking at magazines at some grocery store That I was at with my mom. And I picked up a Mad Magazine. If you guys remember that one. um, They had Gaddafi. On on the cover of it. And um, it said. Wacky Gaddafi. And I'm going. Who's this guy's? Mad Magazine. Go and ask my parents. And find out that. Oh he's a bad guy from Libya. And then get this. And then I start asking. Who other bad guys are. And that was my first, my first blind recognition of anything political, where you you just you don't like them enemies. Like in, in uh Gorbachev came up naturally. That was one that was thrown there at the same time with the Soviet Union. And this had to have been in like the I don't know. I'm guessing I was six or seven. Mm-hmm. Whenever, I remember. it.
1: I remember as a kid whenever Gorbachev was on. I'd always stare at that thing on his head. <laughs> I nice just too. would. It it, it it be doing a news conference and it was just like you know the state of Georgia is is on his forehead and what is that? <laughs> um but as a kid I that's what I, that's what I that's what I remember. I get it. Sean any any news memories?
2: News memories I uh we, we we remember uh, we remember the tragedies in our life pretty well, um, and, and uh, I know it was it was it was kind of more the mid '80s, but I, I I can specifically I can clearly remember the Challenger exploding. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
2: and, and going through that, um, I can remember my mom waking me up in the middle of the night to watch Lady Di get married, and I think that was in the early okay. '80s. Yeah, um,
1: the I, I was I remember the Challenger explosion, so I would I would. I would get ready for school, and then I was allowed to watch... My mom would always put the Today Show on, and I would sit on the floor with my back up against my parents' bed, and I would watch the Today Show as my mom uh, was like putting on her makeup or, and, and uh, finishing up getting ready and saw the Challenger explosion. And then went, we went to school, and it was on—they they put it—they they brought TVs into the, into the room, and we got, we, got, we got to watch the news coverage. And then we kind of had to get back to school work, but they, but they kept a radio on, and so we had the radio on with news updates. And then, because I'm such a dork— but, I, but, it, but it was so meaningful to me. I then, the whole week, would go to the school library and I was checking out books. I was skipping playing football or whatever we were playing at recess. No, uh, guys, I have to go to the, to the library to check out more books because I'm going to solve how the Challenger exploded. And I was determined, I am going to figure out how this happened. I did not make much progress on that. (laughs) But I I was really adamant about it for like four straight days. (laughs) days. And then I think Saturday came and it was like, I don't think you're going to figure this out. (laughs) That's great.
2: Okay. So you gave up. You gave up on that quest. I did. I later. did give. Okay.
1: I did give up. I placed many calls to NASA that went went um, unreturned. But I was. Sorry to hear that. What were we? That was the third grade, third or fourth grade, fourth grade. Yeah, and
2: then and then to what uh, Jason was saying, I know that uh, with 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 many things, um, gosh, we see so much of it in history. It's like, do I remember that? Do I, do I just remember seeing it? Televised a thousand times, um, right? But with those with those specific things that I mentioned, I'm I'm, I'm uh, I do have a a, a solid.
1: Okay, here's here's one that would not get confused because you it was televised. It was just you first, and I'm not talking like junior high. I'm talking like elementary school, maybe junior high. We can go junior. First real celebrity crush. I know Chris's. I, I know Chris's. Benson. Oh.
4: my No. Name, same, same, same timeline. Alyssa Milano. George <laughs>
1: Wendt. <laughs> Who was it? Did you say Alyssa Milano?
4: Yeah. Oh, that, she that was, was hot. That, that was that was the show back then that was actually the age for me too so yeah
1: have you watched who's the boss recently
4: no it's probably very inappropriate right it
1: it's really not but watch the intro it could be out of a horror movie it's just this it's just this creepy van driving for hours you see nobody and it's just meandering through i don't know upper state new york the 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 van is not in good condition the windows are dark and oh no he's 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 going he's going to come into your home and and take care of the family or he's going to kill everybody. One of the two. One of the two. Yeah. One of the two.
4: I just remember the image of him sliding Regar- into the globe.
1: Regardless, yeah. he, w- he will be the boss <laughs> in either scenario.
4: Yeah, we can go on forever. With so that Alyssa one. Milano, Sean, sure. Sean,
1: Tom Brokaw.
4: Um.
2: No. No, not Tom Brokaw. No. Um, I, I don't know. I am having a think. hard time with that one.
1: I'm thinking Half of your person. Maybe? I,
2: I, I don't know. I, I don't know.
1: Tyne Daly. Nobody remembers Tyne Daly? That was a good reference. Cagney and Lacey. Cagney and Lacey. Mm-hmm. Jason. How
0: old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen
1: last week?
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I actually uh, I like Alyssa milano one I, I, you know i'm not ashamed to admit i didn't really care about girls until probably junior high
1: you okay, were more so junior junior
0: blimer. high so the first one my brother was throwing away a poster my older brother so i was like oh that girl's really hot so i put it up in my room and it was a picture of a girl in a one-piece bikini and it hung there <laughs> forever and it ended up being Pamela Anderson before she was oh, yeah. super super famous, so
3: before she know, messed was, herself up, yeah, yeah,
0: she yeah. was she was she so was gorgeous. I
1: go with that one. My first, I, I I I am different than you on this, Jason. I had many celebrity crushes, but my first that was like real. You guys remember the show? Oh, do you
0: want, do you want me to tell you? Cause no, because you... We were in your room, and we saw the poster plenty. Go ahead. No. I, I know,
1: too. <laughs> okay, who do you think it is? Jason Slott? Go that right? Go
4: ahead, go ahead, Chris.
1: No, do you actually... I don't think you know this, because this is, this is pre-that that stuff. This was... Okay. Do you guys remember the show Hey Dude? It was on Nickelodeon.
0: Was it a cartoon?
1: No. It, it, it <laughs> happened on a... <laughs> that was funny. Plunge, it, it happened on a dude ranch, and it was called Hey Dude. And Vaguely. the character Melody, played by Christine Taylor, who's now married to Ben Affleck. No, not oh, Ben man. Affleck. Ben... Uh,
3: yeah come on yeah i know who you're talking about. Stiller. who is it ben stiller, stiller. stiller. yeah christine, christine taylor
1: yes. was my first real crush
3: she was cute because oh, i mean she was so cute. she was in the wedding singer she was the one that had to kiss yes. everybody she and was sleep the best friend. friend yes mm-hmm.
1: yeah that was my first real crush
3: that's a good you're, one
1: you're, so who you're you're did you think, think
3: one, it
4: right. was anna
1: yeah that was the obsession
4: Is that Kornikova?
1: No, Anna Nicole Smith. (laughs) Okay, we were talking about this pre-show, and Sean is so wrong on this. I believe he was taking notes while we were having, having the conversation. Anna Nicole Smith, before she got all weird, she was gorgeous. Like, when she was a model, like real modeling... She was beautiful,
3: girl next yeah, door. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: hard to it's hard to debate you when you talk about how she was literally a model that she was pretty, for sure. But she is absolutely insane, and
1: well, she's dead. So point.
3: there is that. There
1: is that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so she's not. Well, I, anymore. I, she's not upset anymore. Jason. <laughs> hey,
0: I mean, it depends on your what you think.
1: She is no longer modeling. Let's just put it. <laughs> Put it that way. Okay. Same, same age. Okay. So we can't, you can't even go into junior high. First like real crush where you were like in elementary school and you're like, first time you were like, man, she's really cute. Nobody has any?
3: They probably do. I they just m- don't want blackmail information. Remember their wives I remember lesson.
1: Mine. You guys don't really have someone where you're like, oh, my gosh, she's so cute. Or maybe it was a he. I don't I don't know.
3: That would be in my case.
1: <laughs> Nobody to
2: answer. I, I, I'm going to answer that question by saying that um, I quickly learned about the Mormon religion. You,
1: you do always do. had crushes do, on Mormons.
2: Did to crushes in sixth grade.
1: <laughs> OK, so who was the crush? You can say it.
2: It was, it was one of them.
1: You're not gonna say the name?
2: <laughs> it was one of them. Okay. I'll say
1: I'll say mine.
2: It was there were three of them.
1: Three moms? What are we talking he, about?
0: Sean put out a wide net in which everyone popped okay. in. So this in was in the <laughs> Mormon church.
1: Okay, real quick. You guys, because I'm surprised this name didn't didn't get brought up because it was it was a crush of like so many of our ages or that age. You guys, did you guys watch the Wonder Years? Oh yeah. Winnie. Okay, Winnie. So do you remember it was the first episode of I think like season two, and she gets off or she's walking to the bus stop.
3: Thanks for correcting that.
1: And he's. <laughs> He sees her, and she has clearly grown up over the summer. Do you guys remember this? And it was like, oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh, she is incredible. Okay, so in fourth grade, we had this girl come visit the school for a day because I think the the family was thinking about moving there. So they wanted to check the school out, and— so there was this girl just for a day long blonde hair sporty and every guy fourth grade was like oh my god that is the most beautiful <laughs> person I've ever seen in my life but she was only there for a day then fifth grade rolls around Who's their first day? Amy. And all the guys were like, oh, my gosh, she's coming to our school. And it was, I wasn't going to say the name. (laughs) I can't believe that. But yes, Amy Gusick, And it was like, oh, my gosh. And then uh, we would play handball together that sounds horrible but the 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 game where you had that that dodgeball and you hit it against the uh the wall and it was amy Gusick would always stand with me to play handball and that that meant we were like going out
3: really (laughs) it really did (laughs) That's what you keep telling I'm, yourself. No, it was all true. Downhill, all,
1: <laughs>
2: that, that was Chris's peak. All downhill from there. <laughs> Fourth grade.
1: I'm not denying that. I'm just stating the story.
3: <laughs> but here's the question: have I you,
1: know I peaked at like eleven.
3: All these years later, have you internet stalked her to check her out? You know, people do that. They go back. No, you don't. You don't look her up. Oh, so. I would
1: never do that, Robin. Really? I think I'm friends with her on Facebook.
3: Well, there you go. It's the same thing. You get to see what she looks like now.
1: Uh, she's married to a woman.
3: Oh. <laughs> so she, you were never part of the playing field for her.
1: We played dodgeball. That was about it. Shared goldfish. Oh, All right. <laughs> anyway. All right. So what is... I thought of this, too, because I, I think I even still have it. What is something you had as a kid... That at the time you thought, Th- I am so cool. This is so cool. And then you're like, you realize, even maybe like a year later, you're like, what was I thinking? That was so dorky. Come on. Uh,
0: I wore MC Hammer pants. Yes, there we go. A
4: couple times.
1: I could go with style
4: cool. forever,
1: too. What was that?
4: I could go with clothing, like, for forever. So like,
1: mean- give me an example.
4: Z cavarichi pants. <laughs> how, how about a a parka jacket, a bomber?
1: Um, oh, those were. Yeah.
4: Did you did you ever do overalls with only one overall on? No. Neither did I.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I
4: thought it was. I, I was like, they're really cool, and I'm glad I never did that because I did enough bad with the two that I mentioned earlier.
1: I remember having. Enough money to buy the. I I only had enough money to buy the starter jacket that was on sale. Shock line. I bought a New York Jets starter jacket. I I am not a fan of the Jets. I've never been a fan of the Jets. I bought a starter jacket of the New York Jets solely for the reason that I could own a starter jacket. And I remember going to a Pittsburgh Steeler game with my dad and I wore the jacket because that was my jacket. And I remember the look of like utter disappointment on my dad's face (sighs) of he didn't say anything, but it was just a look of you were such a dork. Why are you wearing this? And I could actually top it, which is even more pathetic. So then I say I wanted another starter jacket, and I happened to go to the mall, and they were having a sale. I'm like, oh, I, could, I could get this. I could get this one. So I buy, again, another. I, I don't even like this team. I get a San Francisco 49ers starter jacket, and then... Let's top it off, because I still have another $15. Let's buy a matching San Francisco 49ers hat. And I would wear that together. That's really bad. Chris is laughing. I see you laughing at me. Yes. Yes. But that's like like junior high. I
4: never went as low to buying a team that I didn't like just to buy something. I, I
1: you also like don't decorate for fall. So you, you're not a hey. dork.
3: No candles.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Sean, anything? Cause I, I, I do recall you, you thought you were cool sometimes.
2: Um, I, I, I don't know how this even came to my memory, but there was one point in time that I was given a leather jacket that every panel on the jacket was a different <laughs> bright ass color. I think remember this jacket. It was definitely like it was definitely like our, in our, in our Hall jacket. Yes, and and, and and I wore it a lot. And you I, did. And I remember I remember seeing it in in, in future years and i was just like oh my god i cannot believe that that was my favorite article of clothing for a long period of time
1: i actually remember you you wore it to the beach and boogie (laughs) boogie boarded in the jacket i do remember Um,
0: do you remember when we wore those suits to high school you had that bright purple suit and i had a shirt that was purple in one light and blue in another light. We were freaking cool, man.
1: Okay, I think you're answering like the question right now. I think I
3: got you all beat. Okay, can
1: I get, I got to say one thing real quick, because it, like, child. It's show, man. Okay. So as a kid, like, not junior high, but as a kid, we are at, we're at the Albuquerque Zoo, and I see this hat. And I'm like, that is, that is the coolest hat I've ever seen in my life. Do you remember those hats that had the flaps on the back? Those oh, two yeah. flaps?
4: Oh, yes. Okay. I own one.
1: So not only is it that type of hat, which is bad enough.
2: It's like a mullet hat, basically. Yes. A hat that's a, a mullet.
1: But this is the worst mullet <clears throat> So it's got the two flaps. I'm begging my mom for it. She does buy it. It is, it is purple. And then on the top, it has uh, pumas running around it. And that's all it is, just solid black pumas around the top of the hat. And it's purple. It doesn't say Albuquerque Zoo or anything like that. It's just a purple mullet hat with black pumas. And, man, I wore that. I think I even wore it to bed. I thought that was the sweetest thing in the world.
4: We got to find a picture.
1: It was two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else?
2: Any, was, was, that disappointing? was that disappointing for your mom? Do you remember seeing a look of disappointment on your mom's face? Like, I'm going to buy this for you, but I no longer... I, sure. I like your sister. I, I officially like your sister more.
1: I'm sure it was. I also had, I had another horrible hat that my mom actually gave me. You remember those bike, bicycle, uh, the cyclist hats, where mm-hmm. it just had the that front, little that teeny that. flap in the front? Remember those? maybe they still wear them flip it up yes you flipped it up
4: yeah i remember those. my
1: parents went to uh i think france and brought me back like a tour de france one a tour de france tour de france one of those hats and i wore it to school every day for like a week flap up (laughs) what a what a nerd (laughs) i thought it was so cool
0: well, keep in mind that a lot of our childhood was in the 80s, and the style in the 80s was pretty amazing on its own.
1: So, this is <laughs> this is true. I'm trying to think of other stuff. This, oh, I have one more. I do have one more. It was the first time we went to uh, Hawaii, and I think I was in the third grade, and... My mom took me to get some clothes for the trip and I was allowed to get these corduroy OP shorts, which were really in and they were yellow. And I thought they were the the sweetest things in the world because this was like my mom was letting me get like a, a, a cool thing. So our luggage gets lost and we're at the pool. We're now in Hawaii. We're at the pool. It's an amazing pool. This isn't like a pool like, you know, at at a Motel 6. It's a beautiful pool and and I'm having, having a great time and never been to Hawaii before. And then word gets out that the luggage has arrived. I stop everything. Mom... Can I go change into my yellow OP shorts? I leave the I leave the pool, I go to the room and I just want to put on these yellow shorts and then I believe my socks were up to my knees. And I thought, man, I am the shit right now. 3rd grade yellow OP shorts. Ladies, come talk to me. That's how that's how I felt. That's
0: all awesome. that was probably about eighty-five. Yes. You probably were wearing the shit. I mean I was, that was that was it, right? Yeah. yeah. And those OP shorts thinking back on them, they were at least like three inches long. They
1: they were <laughs> short.
0: <laughs> so
1: short. Here's what I got on that trip. And I believe I know I brought oh, a couple. Yeah. I believe I brought one back. For Brandon McCormick. Jason, you remember Brandon McCormick? Of course. And I know I wore this with the OP shorts. This is so bad. And I don't know what is with me in, like, purple. And and they were selling T-shirts in the uh, little, you know, uh, tourist shop there. said Hawaii on it. And then it had the number 85 for the year. And, it was, a, it, and it was a half shirt.
0: Mm. Oh.
2: I would love to see a photo of that. I'm, 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 I'm my sure mind.
1: there is one out there.
2: That half shirt, the yellow shorts, the socks. Yes. That, that was a oh, real man. outfit. I, 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 you were probably wearing glasses.
1: Not at that time, no. Okay. Gla- glasses okay. didn't come until... Sixth grade. This is pre-sixth grade. The half
0: shirt. The half How shirt. cool was the half shirt? I had a I
1: had a Pac-Man half shirt. The, the, the Hawaii eighty five half shirt. That's 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 the problem though right there. Here's here's the thing. We go back in nineteen eighty six. They're still selling those shirts, but now they say eighty six on them. I got one of those. <laughs>
4: You're so, collection you're so current, man.
2: <laughs> well, that other one was so last year. So
4: you yeah. Didn't, you didn't.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I wore those. I wore those to death. I thought the half shirt was so awesome. You guys have no, any I kidding, random no, going. I, I know we're gonna we're wrap good. things up here real soon. Do you guys have any random memories that just pop into your mind from, from childhood?
0: I mean all the time, right? What's that? My kid, I said, I mean, all the time, right? Like, stuff just pops up. And especially when you have kids, it reminds you of of stuff from when you were a kid. My kid would just drove me the other day somewhere, and he's like, check out my fit, Dad. Man, I'm so old, I don't even know what that means. He's like, yeah, it means my style, like what I'm wearing. Check out my fit.
1: I have you no idea what that... I would not have known what that meant, either. It's probably on TikTok. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, any Chris or Shani? Have any like random
4: I, memories I have that
1: pop up? Okay.
4: Yeah, yeah. This is this is a cool one. Being cool again. Um, my attempt at it. I I went to a garage sale with some cash because I I was the kid that did mow lawns or did whatever the hell it took to get money. Um, and I I went to this garage sale on our street and i was really excited because i got there when they opened and this there was a high school kid that lived there and he left some of his stuff so they sold his nash skateboard
1: oh i remember I, those
4: i bought it for 10 bucks and all i did with this thing and i thought i was the shit again all i did was go to the stop sign <laughs> on the corner <laughs> of the sidewalk in front yeah. of my house and just do circles around it, holding <laughs> on to it. That was, <laughs> yes, that was bad.
1: I found... Fa- go the no, go ahead.
4: The Nash skateboard. and I, I would do it... I, I would I would stop when cars were not around and when cars would approach, I would start doing it to show off.
1: <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> yes. I uh, yeah. I found... I never got into skateboarding, but I thought I should get into skateboarding because it seemed cool. Yeah. So I found a skateboard once, like in a dumpster. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure good. why I was looking in a dumpster, but I did find a skateboard in a dumpster, brought it home, and, and thought, all I need to do is paint this thing, and, and it's going to look sweet. Well, the only paint in, that we had in the house was, I mean, was, was from painting my sister's bedroom. So the only cool. paint we had was white. We had a can of white paint and a can of pink paint. So I, I paint the bottom of the skateboard half pink, half white. And I'm like, we're ready to go now. Let's do oh, this.
2: Fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's my skateboard. And then I think I was bored nice. after like like a week. Like I'm not into skateboarding.
2: <laughs> yeah, as far as uh, at that age, definitely you know getting an awesome BMX bike, which was great the way it was, but I needed to put pegs on it. I remember it wasn't pegs. Quite cool enough without pegs. And it actually had these really cool mag wheels. Looking back, I was just like, oh my gosh, those were the coolest thing ever. But no, I needed to cover those mags up with discs. <laughs> disc wheels.
1: Okay. Nice.
2: And after I put the disc wheels and the pegs on it, I was then the Boom. Riding, 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 uh, riding that bike. Made it heavier, made it not work as well, but it, it, uh, it was stylish.
1: Things have come there full was. circle for you because you've gone from that to wanting to to drive your daughter's car. So we were we managed to get that back in the in the show.
2: Uh, that, that was a stretch, but yeah, yeah it was yeah. a stretch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hey, guys,
2: it's been real. Um, got to get going,
1: but uh, you're you're leaving yeah. in yeah. the show.
2: I, I've got I've got Chinese food that just showed up, so. <laughs> um, Uh, gotta get going. Okay. But, uh, we're going to, we're going to go for five
1: more good minutes here.
2: All right. Have a great day. Great day guys. We'll see you next week. Talk to you later.
1: All right. I did want to get this one memory in from my childhood because of, uh, because of last week talking about my dad. So I, this is when I really thought my dad was like the coolest guy on the planet. So sad we lived across the street from a uh, from a university, small university, California Lutheran University. And we would go, he and I would go to the football games there together. And you could actually you could even hear the the crowd from our house. Like it was it was like a, a high school sized stadium, but you could you could hear the band, you could hear the crowd from our house. And we started going to the, college, the, the football games there every Saturday. And every Saturday, I don't even know how, how this started, how, why he decided to start making them. It doesn't sound that good, but I thought this is the greatest sandwich in the world and we have to do this every Saturday, and we did. He would, he would get pumpernickel bread, the dark pumpernickel bread, he would cook up some hot dogs, slice them in half. We'd each have two hot dogs on our pumpernickel bread, mustard. We'd put it together. And then we would walk across the street eating our sandwiches and go, and go to the football game together. And I thought, this is, this is the best day of my whole life. Just me and my dad eating a pumpernickel hot dog sandwich, and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world.
0: But you've taken this full circle, right, Chris? Like, we started out this conversation today talking about, um, do your kids respect you and will they ever turn around? And now you realize, you know, nobody can ever take that away from you. And no matter what happens with your kids, um, they're going to remember that kind of stuff because you spend the time with them to do that kind of stuff, too.
1: Perfectly said, Jason. mm mm-hmm. Perfectly said, guys. Any uh, any final words from you guys before we wrap things up? Sean had to go to the bathroom, so we've lost Sean. Jason, Hi, it's it, good to get, it's good go to ahead, the guys.
0: With you guys again,
1: really has been Chris. Anything before we go?
4: Uh, just a quick one. It was really fun to watch Sean try to go but on on our end. It was it was actually hilarious because. <laughs> He tried to leave a lot, and it didn't happen very smoothly. That's that's all I got. I think I, think I all did of us see had
0: to that at
4: some point.
1: I did see that. Oh,
4: I love that
0: guy. I that's do.
1: Amazing. Real quick, I do remember the jacket he was talking about. <laughs> I I think we made fun of it even when he wore it. Awesome. It was that's so funny. it was so bad, but he loved it. He'd love that jacket.
4: I can I can find a picture of me with a mullet hat that I used to break dance with on oh. cardboard. If you'd like to see that, you can probably push <laughs> that one up.
1: I tried break dancing.
4: It was I need to see it. <laughs> I I'll find one. I, I got it. It's in it's in it's in a box somewhere in the garage. Nice.
1: All right, guys. This has been fun. Went down memory lane there a little bit.
4: Yeah,
1: thanks, man. Uh, that, that was a lot of fun. It's good to, good to go back and reminisce on uh, where, where we came from. All right, guys. Let's do it again next week. I'll see you. Have a good week, guys.
4: You guys Thank have you. a good one, Robin.
1: Thanks for
0: listening to The Dad Podcast with Chris Brewer. Join us next time as we continue our conversations about everything dad. Right here at StarWorldWideNetworks.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.